Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to Talking Tofu, a vegan food podcast. I'm Becky Streepy. Hey, I'm David Streepy. This week on the show, we'll talk about vegan garlic shrimp bowls, donuts, <laughs> and eat dairy-free fish food from Ben and Jerry's. Dave's laughing at me. I think the vegan is implied. Yeah. I know. <laughs> this week, we'll talk about our favorite cookout steaks. <laughs> <laughs> well, hmm. if I don't say they're vegan, people will be like, vegans don't eat shrimp. And if I do say they're vegan, people will be like, of course they're vegan. You're vegan. So you can't right. You can't win. You can win. How do you win? You just don't say vegan. But then... It's a vegan... You just said it's a vegan food podcast. That's true. Which is arguably... like I, I understand the utility of that. Well, but also there are people... I won't name names who say that they're vegan, but they eat fish. Right. Uh, those people exist. Okay. So, so then, in the case of spe- spe- specifying... Vegan shrimp mm-hmm. or vegan seafood, I'll allow it. Okay. Well, I'm glad you'll allow me to specify uh, yeah. because people do that. And then, you know, and people say they're vegan when they're not. So you have to be a little bit specifying, especially at the very top of a podcast where maybe someone's but, just tuning in for the first time. Right. Which you have covered by saying a vegan food podcast. Yeah. But yeah. then they don't know that we're actually vegan and that we know that shrimp are animals. I guess is my point. It's just, it, 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 at this point, it's a lot of catering to that small subset of people who might misunderstand it. I guess it is. But those are the people who will. Those are the people who are going to complain about something else, even if you cover this base. Now, that's true. Right. So why that's are true. we? I don't know. I think this is what YouTube has done to me. Oh. Putting videos on YouTube. I feel like I try to anticipate objections. Yeah, because it is like. Vegan garlic shrimp bowls. Vegan donuts. No, you just say donuts. I know. And then I, you say and eat dairy free fish food from Ben and Jerry's. Yeah. So I did. two of the three, you're you're you've got a little caveat. I wrote this intro and it did say vegan shrimp, garlic shrimp bowls, vegan donuts, and vegan fish food. I took out the vegan in front of donuts. I figured maybe the vegan from garlic shrimp bowls could carry over, and then I changed so the vegan, vegan to dairy free to two <laughs> items maximum. <laughs> No. There's a, a a societal understanding that mm-hmm. if I use an adjective, it's good for up to two articles after the <laughs> adjective. I don't know if I'm using articles correctly. I'm trying to sound smarter than I am. You're doing great. You don't know that? What's an article? 
Exactly. <laughs> my mother is going to kill me. She doesn't listen to this. No, she doesn't. But she's like shuddering right now. Dave. What? Dave. What? Dave. What? How are you? I'm fine. I'm fine. I uh, My broken toe is, is healing. Bow, bow. The doctor said I can resume normal activity. Bow, bow, bow. So then the next day I went on a run and that went okay. And then the day after that I went on another run and I got two steps out on my run and somebody came around to their driveway like right in front of me and surprised me. And so I did a quick pivot and the pivot was right on the broken toe or the recently healed toe. And uh, the pain shot all the way up my leg. So I kept running and uh, it was ultimately fine. But then I've been a little sore since then. A little tender, a little tender toe. But you ran today. How far did you go? I ran today. I did five miles today. That's very great. Yeah. Getting back out there. I'm getting back out there. It's beautiful weather. It's like 50s, sunny, mm-hmm. a lot of pollen. Everything's blooming. Everything's yellow. Those of y'all who don't live in Atlanta, the pollen is a unique situation here. Yeah, the first sign of spring is like this yellow snow that just coats. It's like a thin coating of yellow pollen on everything. My blue car is yellow. Our gray front porch, yellow. Gray? It's brown. It's brown. Well, who's to say since it's yellow? Okay. The point is, everything turns yellow. You know spring is here because your nose is stuffy and everything's yellow. But it's beautiful outside and everything's blooming and it's shorts weather. Well, and I'm now having to figure, am I getting symptoms or is it pollen? Is it allergies? Yeah, that was really rough this time last year. Yeah. Is my sore throat because of pollen? Right. Am I sneezing all the time because of pollen? Yeah. There's something else exciting. What? I got Dave a pop filter for his mic so that he can hold it in his hand instead of having it in a mic stand. So he is just in a really jaunty. Can I take a picture? I I don't look great today. You look so good. No, I'm wearing my running clothes still. Perfect. Anyway, now he can. Why is it bright orange? Did you have a choice to not get bright orange? Why did you do that? Because I was going to get, because if I get one for myself, we'll get a different color and then we'll know. Who's no, is what? Whose is whose? What are we doing that's going to throw into question whose microphone is whose microphone? We're not moving around. No, but when I put them away and then why pull them back out, though? we'll have each have our own microphone. But why does that matter? I don't know. Do you do that now? Do you know that without these pop filters, which one is yours and which one is mine? No, but you're So we've not... been swapping back and forth this whole time? Yeah, but there's a whole little thing between you and the mic. Yeah? And it's th- that's like a cushiony soft thing that's absorbent. Okay. That's absorbing what? No, no. My spit? Germs. We we kiss. Dave. We're married. Don't talk about that. It's embarrassing. Do more than kiss, if you know what I mean. Hubba, hubba. Yeah, we hug, too. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes we hold hands. When was the last time we held hands? Let's really get into this. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Just holding hands? Just holding hands. I don't think that's a thing we really do. We're not hand holders, but we've held hands. We have held hands. Yeah. When we first started dating. We've held hands since then. Nope. Just that one first time. I think we've held hands probably not in the pandemic at all. I don't think we've held hands. I feel like post kid, we don't hold hands anymore because he always needs a hand held. Always wants a hand held. His heart needs the comfort of holding a hand. We've held hands on walks and stuff. 
I think I can think of at the beach when we take walks on the beach. Oh yeah, that's true. Oh, so summer before the pandy. But all right, you don't seem to want to like dig in and and see if there are any other. You're just like, yep, yep, whatever. On the Beltline, maybe. Maybe. On our anniversary, on the Beltline, when we took a Beltline walk on the anniversary, I bet we held hands. I bet we did too. We were in that big crowd. Yeah, and we didn't want to lose each other. Uh huh. That's right. Yeah, you do do that when uh, we're at a concert in a crowd. You hold my hand, but that's not lovey. That's just like that's survival. Yeah, don't lose me. <laughs> it doesn't have to be orange. It feels a little bit clowny. To, do you want me to order you a black one? Because I think no, I might get myself. That's not one. worth the money to order a different one. Well, if I got myself one though, if I you get t- yourself one, get a black one. You want black because they come in all colors. What colors? What other colors? Like rainbow. Think rainbow plus pink. So there's a red one? Yeah. There's a blue one? Yeah. There's a purple one? I think so. There's a green one? Mm -hmm. There's a brown one? No. Rainbow. Okay. Brown can be in a rainbow. No, like a sky rainbow. Um, Are you sure brown's not in a rainbow? Yeah. Can you look it up? Because when I would paint rainbows, sometimes the paint would turn brown because you're mixing them all together. And that probably happens in the sky too. All those colors mixing together. Well, the first result I found is, it a poop is joke? dear white people, there is no brown in rainbows. Oh. Okay. okay. I don't know who this person is. Why isn't brown in the rainbow on a Reddit okay. thread? I don't know. It seems like there's no brown. Oh, okay. Let's go with that first guy. All right. All right. I'll look at the science one. Well, no, I do want to know if I'm ass walking into a larger issue, though, with that first comment. Yes, the rainbow has all the colors. No, there are no there are obvious examples of colors not in the rainbow. <laughs> Brown, black, gray, periwinkle, etc. Periwinkle? The rainbow provides the toolbox to make all the colors, but it doesn't have all the colors. Colors like brown, pink, and white are not in the rainbow, but could be made by mixing rainbow colors. Do you think that somebody looked at the rainbow and saw the red in the rainbow and said, That's red. That's red, everybody. And then everybody was like, yep, it's red from now on. Do you think that's how it worked? I don't know. That's actually fascinating to me. I learned not too long ago that there wasn't a word for the color blue until relatively recently. Hmm. And um, so reading like very old texts, sometimes when they're describing things that are blue, it's it's interesting. To, like they'll, they'll call them green. They usually, like green was blue for a really long time. What? And then here came blue. Yes. It's wild. So who made it blue? History of the color blue. History of the color the col- blue. The color blue. History science facts. From an, a paint company. Next. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they could still own a fact. Just read the paint company. All right. Paint. Oh, what no. what oh. do they have to gain or lose by informing us that blue is a recent color? It says much of the science and history of blue might surprise you. What color is blue? <sighs> Uh, when reading through Greek texts, historians have noted many strange color descriptions. In the Odyssey, for example, Homer makes hundreds of references to white and black, but colors like red and yellow are only mentioned a few times. The color blue is never mentioned. Turns Instead, the author uses descriptions like wine dark to describe blue items such as the sea. Wine dark. That's such a weird, huh. not blue at all. Blue did not even exist in Greek times. The word blue. Or I guess probably a word for blue, because I don't think that's a Greek and word. And these people, 
They had the sky. They had the water. They call the sky wine dark. Read all the Greek texts you can find and you'll never come across a I'm word for blue. Do that. And they know I'm not going to do that. Read all the Greek. T- like, don't believe me? Read it for yourself. Anyway, this is fascinating and I'll include it in the show notes. I want to know who who discovered blue, though, or who claimed blue. Okay. Well, I mean, Greek history is not the only history, so. You're right. We agree on that. <laughs> but, what, but this seems but to be focused on that. They, you- yeah, they just seem to be proving that. It wasn't always a color. And it's like, we know that. Scientists generally agree that humans began to see blue as a color when they started making blue pigments. So we we didn't see blue? About 6,000 years ago, humans began to develop blue colorants. Oh, okay. So it's been a minute. Yes. 6,000 years. Like the Earth's not even that old. You're, you're going to leave that? You're going to leave that sitting out there. What? What did you say? I was reading about blue. I'm going to just put this in the show notes and everyone can read the paint company's history of the color for themselves. Hey, Toeheads, if you know who who discovered blue, like first name, last name, mm-hmm. let us know. We'll give you a little shout out on mm-hmm. the potty. We will. On the pod. No, nope. On the pod D. P-O-D-D-Y. Yeah. Not on. P-O-D-D. We do not record this on the potty. I mean, I could now that I... Have a little bit of mobility. Yeah, Dave's a free man without a mic stand. He could stand up. He could sit down. I'm standing up. I'm standing up. Ooh, my toe. Standing up. Do I sound different? Um, no, you sound great. As always. No, I never sound good on this podcast. What are you talking about? No, I'm not going to get into it because I'm going to. I'm trying to love myself these days. Okay. I'm not going to get into it. It bums me out. Yeah. It's a real bummer. It's a real bummer. So, Toeheads, if you know who discovered blue, get at us. Yeah. And if you want to tell Dave how great he sounds, he sounds like he could use the... No. Do you have a news item? We don't have a review or a letter. We don't have a review or a letter? No. I think we should just read the same review, the most recent review every episode until there's a new review. And that could incentivize people... To, to stop listening to the podcast? No, to, like maybe it could be your review that we read every episode until somebody else gets in gets in line. You know, I almost we do have a tweet from Marilyn. I almost was like, we got a tweet. Do you want me to read the tweet that we got? Read the fucking tweet. <laughs> hey, we got a tweet. Someone's been tweeting. <laughs> <laughs> At Marilyn says, oh, this podcast is so fun, y'all. Go listen or just leave a five-star review for that cutie Bando. And by Bando, she means Bandit, our sweet dog who is a cutie and is referenced in the tweet she was retweeting. Oh, so it's a reply to your tweet? It's a retweet. Anyway, thank you, Marilyn, for the lovely retweet. Bando is a cutie. Thanks, we love Marilyn. him very much. Can't wait to someday meet you. <laughs> love all our fans across the across the globe do you think we have fans across the globe yeah sure hey toeheads where are you from if you're across the globe <laughs> tweet at us uh hashtag i'm across the globe hashtag across <laughs> the tobe and don't forget to tag us because we will not be monitoring that hashtag what do you mean oh are you you're gonna no i actually forgot that we did a sweet stakes a while ago until somebody brought it up like last week. What was the sweet stakes? I think it was that if you tell us your favorite candy, we'll send it to you. Oh. Or we'll try it on the show. Oh. 
That reminds me, I got an idea for a new segment, but I'm not going to do it on this episode. And I, um, and when it happens, it's going to be a surprise out of nowhere. I like a surprise out yeah. of nowhere. Yep. Well, you're not going to like this one. Oh. All right. Welcome to Talking Toe News. This is a segment during the podcast where I uh, pick a headline from. Oh. I have to write down the headline <laughs> every time I pick up my pen. Picked her, she picked her pen up. Dave looks at me like I'm the teacher and I'm she, about to write something this, on the board. This is a part of the podcast where I pick a headline from the vegan news feed and uh, we talk about the headline. Okay. And this. I was getting. I'm uh, lifting. And this one is uh, Veg News. So, site A. Um, from April 3rd. 2021, which, you know, that's a neat date because it's a countdown. Four, three, two, one. Oh, yeah. Isn't that neat? That is neat. It's fun. This isn't about that, though. This is about Lizzo makes vegan nachos out of Brussels sprouts. So I I thought you'd be more excited about that. You're too busy writing down what I'm saying. I liked every word of that headline. Yeah. You like Lizzo, you like nachos, and you love Brussels sprouts. I hate them. So are the Brussels sprouts the chips? Great question. Tell me all about let's them. Let's get into this article. Dave, let's get into this article. All right. Uh, and this article is written by Anna Sterotstenetskaya. I, I butchered that. I'm sorry. I get that more right on other episodes. But I just kind of marble mouthed to that one, so I'm sorry. Um, vegan artist. Lizzo is at it again on TikTok, where she recently shared a creative recipe for plant-based nachos, where she replaced tortilla chips with Brussels sprouts. Ooh, shaved or sliced. Well, she began building her nachos by creating vegan meat from finely chopped walnuts. Mm. Yeah? You know who has a great walnut meat recipe? Who? On her website? Who? Mary Ellen. Oh! From last week. From last week, yeah. Wait, yeah. I think there's might be an episode in between. From our most recent guest. Our most recent guest, Mary Ellen. There you go. V can't, Nutrition. Can't sue us there. Where that's accurate. VNutritionandWellness.com. She has a great walnut meat, taco yep. meat recipe. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Can I continue? Yeah. Okay. From finely chopped walnuts blended with bell peppers, onions, and spices that she browned in a pan. She then sliced and air fried the Brussels sprouts, so sliced, and made a cherry tomato sauce. And then she used Mother Raw's spicy vegan queso sauce that she made even creamier by adding plant-based milk and vegan cream cheese. Hell yeah. Yeah, that sounds really fun. Not not for me, but I applaud the the effort. I was going to say the lift, but I applaud the effort. (laughs) Yeah. I wonder, are people out there saying that these aren't nachos, Hmm. I imagine? Oh, I don't know. Do you think? I don't know. They're nachos because of the cheese, not because of the chip. Yeah. Okay. So then anything with that cheese is a nacho? I put yeah. it on a hot dog? That's not it's it's a nacho now? That's a good point. I don't point. think that works. Yeah, that's true. What makes nacho a nacho? Hmm. It's not just chips and cheese, it's also I think preparation. It almost sounded like you were doing a nacho uh wordable when <sighs> you said it's not just chips and cheese. It's not though, and you shouldn't try. <laughs> but it sounded like no. <laughs> but it sounded like you were going there. It. Yeah. Uh, so this isn't the first TikTok recipe from Lizzo. 
Prior to officially announcing her veganism in June, Lizzo shared a recipe for vegan ice cream based on combining the Ben and Jerry's flavor, Netflix, and chilled. Ooh. Right? With dry bread ingredients, which she baked into a loaf. Now that's something I'm going to get TikTok and find because we need to make that. Because Netflix and chilled is a staple at this house at this point in our lives. Yeah, that's good ice cream. And we got to make that bread. Mm-hmm. Yes. got to do it. Yes, yes, yes. I agree. I had missed, uh, this is me being a bad vegan. I had missed the note that Lizzo was vegan. Didn't know that. Welcome, Lizzo. Yeah. Very exciting. Since when? Does it say uh, in the it article? It said prior to officially announcing her veganism in June. So last June. Wow, that's a long time. Yeah. She's sticking with it. Yeah, and then she uh, did her first homemade vegan Thanksgiving feast. Yeah, so Lizzo. Hats off to you. Well, I was going to say, love to have you on the pod. Yeah. So if you're hearing this. Yeah, Lizzo, if you're listening. We could just do a call. Don't have to commit the whole hour. No, no. We could could do a weekly segment where we hop on the phone for just a couple of minutes and talk. Ask Lizzo. We'll write you a theme song. Ask Lizzo. Yeah, I'll I'll write the music to introduce yeah. a segment with a famous musician. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a great idea. This all yeah. sounds all very... All of us playing to our unique strengths. This sounds great yeah. and doable. Yeah, great. Mm-hmm. Great. So look forward to that in an upcoming Whoa. episode. Well, I, I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't promise it, but Lizzo, just know the offer's out there, mm-hmm. you know, in case you're looking for a media outlet. <laughs> if you want some exposure, we can help you out here at... <laughs> And that is the quality kind of musical stylings you can expect. Lizzo. Yep. Maybe Lizzo could do our theme song. Hey. Replace, put delicate beats on notice. Delicate beats. We love you, though. We love that song. I'm doing, because they're going to put a music bed here, right? I'm just I'm just riffing with it, trying to show Liz on my chops. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. This only works if the music is playing. Right. I'm like riffing. I'm like humming along with it. Right. I'll, I'll Are you try doing it. that? I'm going to try. You're going to try? I'm, I'll do that for you. You literally break every third sentence up with a cut to the theme song. <laughs> it's not so true. So I'm just saying do that here. I do that like two to four times depending how many segments we have. It To me, it's like... We're in a living room listening to music, and then when I start talking about something, you just reach over and turn the, the <laughs> knob up. That's not what it's Instead like. Instead of like telling me to be quiet, you just make the world louder. <laughs> I'm my shirt that's too small for me. So I put on some pandemic pounds. I love this shirt. It's my favorite fish shirt. I saved it for today. Oh, because we're doing fish food? But first, we're going to talk about these garlic shrimp bowls that were vegan. They were made with vegan shrimp made from plants. Yeah. Wait. Yes. Never mind. Go ahead. Thanks. What? <laughs> so this is actually a different brand of vegan shrimp. This was the bee leaf vegan shrimp. But uh, when you open the package, it becomes very clear that it's the same shrimp as the all vegetarian. So if you want to try the all vegetarian shrimp but can only find the bee leaf shrimp, Go for it. Same thing. I couldn't believe that they were the same shrimp. <laughs> did they taste? Did it seem different to you? I mean, the preparation was different. I, I, I couldn't, couldn't believe. I couldn't believe that they were the same shrimp. I can't believe it's not shrimp. I couldn't. 
belief that it was the same brand or the same type in two different brands. I think that all vegetarians should know about this because it beggars belief. Yeah. It works it the other brand into it too. Yeah, you take You don't really seem impressed I'm by this. Very Let's move impressed. on. So last Last week when we reviewed the all-vegetarian shrimp, I mentioned that there were no preparation instructions. So, And then in the course of looking up nutritional information, found a different website that included some cooking suggestions. And one of the suggestions was to pan fry them, thaw them, and then pan fry them with garlic and olive oil. Mm. So I took that suggestion and I did it. Mm. Uh, I decided to add some other flair, fl- flair? flavor layers. Uh, I I used toasted sesame oil instead of olive oil, mm. and I minced up some ginger with the garlic. So I just, on medium-high, heated up the toasted sesame oil, toast, tossed in the garlic and ginger, fried that for like just like a minute, and then added the shrimp and cooked it until the garlic got nice and crispy. And we served it over rice with avocado and roasted broccoli, and I think that's everything. Oh, and sweet chili sauce. Yep, yep. Yes. So I was excited that we could so quickly follow through with something we said we wanted to do on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Me too. Yeah. So what did you think? Can I be honest? Yes. This is the first that I'm hearing of the lengths that you went to prepare the shrimp. Yeah. I didn't get any of that when we were eating it. Really? Yeah. It tasted just like the pesto... Like the shrimp part of it tasted just the same. Really? Yeah. Did you? And have- I don't want to. I'm not trying to be critical of like how you prepared it. I guess what I'm saying is like it didn't keep any of that preparation. Like, like it the, didn't hold any of what you did to it. Of that flavor. Yeah. You know what? I did notice that if I I didn't get actual pieces of garlic and ginger on my fork, that it did just taste like itself. Which is not a bad thing. Like the shrimp tastes good, like we said last week. But it didn't but take on any. You of wore yourself flavors. out for nothing. Yeah, not much flavor gain. Right. Well, but then the, the ginger and garlic was good. Flavor gain. I like that. Thanks. Is that a real term? I don't know. It's, Patent it's pending. Good. But I thought the jar the the garlic and gin the garlic and I thought the garlic and ginger were really nice with the rice and everything, but I, I kind of agree with you now that you say that. The shrimp really huh. didn't pick up Are those you flavors. With one of my food takes? Is this yes. a new day? A first. Is this the vaccine talking? A talking toe first. Oh. oh. Really? No, it's good. Surely you can hear that snoring, everyone. It's happening literally right at my feet under my desk. That's Jenna and Bandit have both wedged themselves around me underneath the desk where I'm sitting. I can't really hear it. No? Yeah. I'm guessing it's not audible. Oh. I'm guessing it's not audible. The way she's sitting, her little jowls You've are You've taken so out. many pictures of the dogs. They're so cute, guys. I don't know if there's much else to say about these bowls. I made the rice in the Instant Pot. I made the broccoli in the oven, just roasted it. So our favorite donut shop here in town that has uh, tons of vegan options you can now place. Actually, I say you can now. I have just discovered. Yeah. That, <laughs> that They've been can, operating this way for a while. Probably all pandemic. <laughs> but you can place an order online the day before, and then you just pick it up anytime before they close. It's pretty awesome. You order online, you pay online, and then the next day, you just walk in, find the box with your name on it, 
pick it up and walk out. You're in the store for like 30 seconds. You mm. don't have to get in the line or anything. No mm. one checks <laughs> that it's your I mean, box. That seems like a a crack. Yeah. And yet, just I mean, know that they are not open until 4 p.m. Like I assume they close at like 1 or 2. Have you even named the restaurant place? Oh. The restaurant the place. Restaurant, the restaurant place is named Revolution Donuts. Uh, there's two locations here in Atlanta. There's one in Inman Park and there's one in Decatur. I like the Inman Park location. I do too because it's closer. I just think it's a cute little uh, strip. I do too. And it's close to a lot of fun stuff also, which I like. I feel like the um, the Decatur location is kind of like that's where you're going. Mm. Well, there's the beer store right next to it. Oh, yeah, that's true. And then there's Ethiopian? No, or it's not Ethiopian. There's good food in the Homer Simpson Plaza, which is what it's called because of the beer and donuts. Oh, cute. You know it's called that? I had no idea, but it's cute. Anyway, Revolution Donuts does all kinds of vegan flavors, and the ones that we got this time that we're going to talk about are the key lime pie. They did hot cross buns because we're recording this Easter weekend, so they did hot cross buns for Easter. And then a new flavor that I think they're going to keep making called that was kitty litter, which um, the kitty litter donut was covered in like crumbled peanuts, mm-hmm. and then it had um, chocolate pudding, and then as the like as the the poop. Anyway, it was a chocolate peanut butter donut. The hot cross buns was a glazed donut with raisins, and then it had, you know, the little icing X Mm -hmm. on top. And then the key lime pie was also a glazed donut, and it had key lime meringue and a little bit of whipped topping on top. And they also had a uh, cinnamon toast crunch, quote, shrimp tail donut that I'm not sure what the shrimp tail actually was, but... Uh, capturing that meme moment, viral moment from uh, Twitter that happened recently with the shrimp tail that was in the bag of Cinnamon Toast Crunch. It had like a little strip of cinnamon candy on top. That was the shrimp tail. You maybe, Oh, gotcha. We kind of ate these donuts by cutting them into quarters so that all of us could try everything and maybe you didn't get a piece of the nope. candy. It was hard to cut because it was a little bit tougher. I was just using a butter knife. Gotcha. So I think maybe I got the whole piece of candy. It was good. It was like a sweet cinnamon chewy situation. Yeah. The kitty litter was my jam. That kitty litter was so good. Yeah. It was real good. Peanut crunchy with the the pudding. That pudding. I would eat like a cup of that pudding. Yeah. It made me want to – someone on YouTube when I posted my vanilla pudding recipe asked if I had tried using that technique to make chocolate pudding. Mm. And I said I would. And then I forgot. And eating that donut, I was like, I need to get on that because Mm. I want good – Chocolate pudding. It made me feel like a kid eating pudding. Pudding is kind of weird. It's very specific. Yeah, but it's also, it's a lot of the same texture. Like, I'm going to take banana pudding out of this because it has chunks of banana in it. Yeah. And that makes it like a bowl of something. Right. But otherwise, it's just like this consistency. Yeah. And a bowl of that consistency and that one flavor. I agree. And it's not like ice cream where you're like, you're chipping away at it and it's like super cold and it's got all these other qualities to it. It's just kind of like, and <laughs> you just eat, and it's a little, it's it's strange, but it's tasty. I just, it surprises me that, that it's offered as itself and yeah. not like this, where it's like, there's pudding in a donut or, you know, like, where's the... It's putting in a like yeah dish, 
you know? So maybe I'll come up with a larger dessert so that you can enjoy this pudding in but it's, it. But it's not your fault that society eats bowls of pudding and, and that's a, an acceptable serving of it. Well, and I like to eat bowls of pudding. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just strange to me. I'm not even saying I don't like it. It's just strange to me. And when yeah. you describe it like that, it's kind of repulsive. I like pudding. Me too. I like vanilla pudding. I like banana pudding a lot. I'm going to bring it back in. All the way through like high school, I would put pudding cups in my lunchbox. Mm-hmm. I loved chocolate pudding. The cup's different though. Cup's like three scoops, three spoons, and you're done, you know? So yeah. I think that's maybe that's what they found. It's just like not a bowl, but a cup. I used to really enjoy, and I wish there was a, a vegan version of this. I'm going to talk about not vegan food for a second. <laughs> Disclaimer. Um, Disclaimer. Very not vegan food, but uh, Jell-O in the 80s had that pudding container. Like you would put, there was like a Jell-O branded container and you would put the powder in there and put the milk in there and then you would shake it up and then you would leave that container. I mean, it's something that could be done with any, it didn't have to be a Jell-O container, but I remember it because they made one and we had it. Um but it was like a Jello branded, just like cup with a lid on it that had like measurements on the side of like how much milk to put in and how much so and so to put in. You could shake it, and a little kid like me could even make his own pudding and put it in the fridge and it weighed it out, and it was really cool. I love that. Yeah, that's very sweet. So for me, the standout of these was the key lime pie. I thought that the key lime curd was. So good, like sweet, but super tart too. And there was enough of it that you could get it in every bite, even though it wasn't in every part of the donut. Like when you, at least when I cut it up, it was cream filled. Mm -hmm. And so enough of it was in the middle that you could kind of get it on every bite of donut. Mm. You could like eat the parts that had it. And then there was enough left to like sop it up off your plate, you know? Mm. And I do love a tart lemony or limey dessert. It feels messy. It was very messy. These were all their yeast donuts. And I'm actually like it all toppings aside, I, I'm a bigger fan of their cake donuts than their yeast ones. Oh, disagree. Really? Yeah. I feel like their yeast ones are a little more like I prefer a more fluffy, like a Krispy Kreme kind of a yeast donut that's like light and fluffy. I feel like their yeast donuts are a little bit more dense. That's yeah. just not a style that I'm super into, but their cake donuts are top notch. Yeah. I just feel like anytime there's a yeasty donut, there's uh there's a texture experience that you're not getting anywhere else that you don't get with any other food. And even though their yeasty donut is different from what you're saying, like a Krispy Kreme's would be, I still feel like it's a really singular, like feeling bite like that you can't get somewhere else. Yeah, that's true. I think there's a reason. I mean, I don't know. Never the mind. cake ones are good though. Yeah, those cake ones are good. I think there's a reason what? I don't know. I don't know what I was going to say. You think there's a reason that it's different from other yeasty donuts? No. I was going to say that yeast donuts as a base for something like these, because uh-huh. they are a little bit, even the denser ones like uh, they, they make, they're lighter than like a cake donut. Yeah. Like if you're piling on frosting and peanuts and pudding, like a cake donut, that might be a lot. Yeah. And it might get soggy. But the the carrot cake one that they make is a cake donut. Oh, that and carrot that's cake like donut. loaded up. Yeah, that carrot cake donut is great. It's up there with the orange pistachio. Yeah, uh, orange pistachio is not for me. Oh gosh, it's not my taste. I love not my that. taste. I know. I love that. Hey, orange different pistachio. strokes. Yeah. Well, the world don't move to the beat of just one stroke. So let's eat some ice cream. All right. Do we need to let the music play?
Ben and Jerry's released this new flavor recently. They released a few new flavors, and it's usually pretty hard to find them when they release it, even in non-pandemic times. I'm going to put a moratorium on the phrase pandemic for the rest of this episode because okay. we've said it about 400 times. It's the lift of this part uh, of the podcast. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, well, no, I was saying it's the same as lift. Oh. Like same conditions as lift where we're just saying it a lot. Okay. And we're just chewing on a lot, gnawing on it like it's a little stick. Like we both have a vegan, little stick. It's a vegan stick. Stick's well, it's just vegan. a stick, like a wood, like yeah. a tree stick. Yeah, that was, the, that was the joke. Oh, okay. I know it was good because I had to explain it. Anyway, Ben and Jerry's announced new flavors. There's fish food. There's Tonight Dough. There's American Dream. There's uh, Colin Kaepernick's Change the World. And there's a fifth one. Caramel Sutra Core. There it is. Yep. Yep. Caramel Sutra Core. A core ice cream, though. Caramel with a K. That'll be the first core ice cream. That's vegan. The non-dairy one. So that that is exciting. But we couldn't find that one. We couldn't find any of the other ones. Fish food you are particularly excited about. Not just because of our fandom of fish. Or is that Yep. Am I phrasing that correctly? You did great. All right, because we're big fish fans. There um, it is. But Oh, because this was my favorite flavor ever since it ever existed before I was vegan when I was in college. I used to eat fish food just straight out of the pint. And the thing that I used to do was that I would dig out all the goods, all the little fudge fishes, and all the caramel, and all the marshmallow, and then just be left with a chocolate ice cream, which uh, sometimes I would not eat that part. So my thing with fish food was always stemmed from the fact that I don't like chocolate ice cream. I don't like it. Okay. Do you know know why I don't like it? Is it too much like pudding? No. No. It's too chocolatey. Okay. It's too chocolatey. Okay. Your, your just... eyes are saying one thing and then <laughs> your brain is saying a different thing behind the eyes. I've, I can't comprehend that idea, but okay. I understand. It some, tastes too much like chocolate. Some people don't like chocolate. I, I love chocolate. Mm-hmm. But that tastes too – it's too much chocolate. Chocolate's the whole thing. Yes. Chocolate is the whole thing. So it makes it difficult when you're adding stuff to chocolate for that stuff to really have a moment because the chocolate's the whole thing. Oh, you're saying it's a strong flavor. I'm like, put chocolate in your vanilla ice cream and then put the other stuff there. And then I can enjoy the chocolate. I like the chocolate. Nobody's saying I don't like chocolate except you. <laughs> but then I, but I want to enjoy all the stuff. Yeah. And so I always avoided fish food because i didn't like that i wasn't crazy about marshmallows in my ice cream either Mm -hmm. but this isn't marshmallows it's a marshmallow swirl different it's a whole different thing how's it different it's not little bits not little chewy bits it's like it's more of a caramel consistency so let's unpack what's in fish food for people who might not know it's chocolate ice cream yep it's got little baby fudge fishes in it which I have not seen one with my eyes yet. What? Yeah. Oh, I get several in every okay. bowl. And Go then on. there's a swirl of caramel and a swirl of marshmallow, like marshmallow fluff. A gooey marshmallow swirl. Oh, that marshmallow Caramel swirl. swirls mm-hmm. and fudge fish. It's what I think a s'mores ice cream ought to taste like. Mm. Just add graham cracker. Yeah. Yeah. Although um, that s'mores ice cream that we tried so long ago was really stellar. I take back what I said. That's s'mores ice cream. Remember it had the graham ice cream? Yeah, it was good. It was good. Yeah, our son still talks about it. 
Oh, we should get it again. Yeah, I think we're good. Okay, well. We get a lot of ice cream. Yeah. Anyway, the fish food, amazing. Can I, is it okay? Can I go? Why do my, it be okay? To do my my review? I just realized I jumped right into it without a segue. Well, I mean, what are we going to do? What else are we going to talk about? Y'all, this fish food, exactly the fish food that I remember from high school, college. Was it out when I was in high school? I no. don't know. Came out in 1997 because Fish played a concert in Flynn, Vermont on March 18th, 1997 to celebrate the release of Ben & Jerry's Fish Food. They opened the show with Neil Young's Cinnamon Girl, which was a bust out for them. First time played. Thank you. Anything, any other notable? Really good Harry Hood that night. <laughs> Sorry. And then they had Was a, there a great uh, tweezer as well? No, there wasn't a great tweezer, but they did have a guest on to sing to like soulsy numbers that uh, were also debuts for them, but they had like a vocalist on there. She came on stage and sang with him. What were the soulsy? I don't know one how was much called. You... I told you so. And one was called now I'm going to pull my phone up. I told you so. Are they soulsy numbers that are part of their? No, no. That's haven't been played before. Haven't been played since. Oh, oh I told you so is the only one on the live fish app. We so like that. We love like fish, bluesy. everyone. Okay. Bluesy. <laughs> bluesy. Anyway, so the non-dairy fish food, on point. The chocolate ice cream was rich and it was creamy. The marshmallow swirl was gooey and decadent and super present throughout the whole pint. The caramel was just enough. I don't super love caramel, but a little bit of caramel is nice and they get just the right amount for me. And then Dave didn't find any fudge fishes, but I thought they were plentiful. So maybe I stole them all. I'm not saying I didn't have fudge. I'm just saying I didn't see the fish shape. Oh, they're little fish shapes. They're really cute. Okay. Maybe I was watching the movie. Yeah. I look I'm at not my looking food. Down, you do look at your food. <laughs> it drives Dave you straight to the movies. The well, I have to tell you what's happening on the screen because you're missing things because you're looking at your food. I do. I look at my food when I'm eating it. The eyes eat first. Also, yeah, I like to I like first, to assemble. And then the body eats, mm-hmm. and the eyes can take a break. I like to assemble a bite with just the things I want. Like I want to make sure I get a little marshmallow and a, a little fudge fish in there. So I, I'm looking at my food while I'm eating. Does this make anyone else annoyed? Get at us. Validate Dave. It doesn't. I'll never get validated. <laughs> you might. You never know. No. What did you think about the fish food? Did I say that the ice ready? cream was rich and creamy? Because it was. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. This might be my new favorite Ben and Jerry's flavor. <gasps> I'm so delighted. It was amazing. The chocolate ice cream was just the right amount of chocolatey. <laughs> Maybe this is age talking. <laughs> what? I'm just so happy. Uh, I thought the marshmallow was not overpowering. I thought the caramel was just the right balance. And I thought that the fudge, which I did not see in a fish shape, was the texture and a way to deliver something chocolatey on top of something chocolatey. Like that's what I was saying earlier about how chocolate ice cream, like if you were to put cherries in there, like you're not going to taste the cherries. You're going to taste chocolate cherries. And that's a different thing than cherries here. You're putting a fudge in there. And so you've got chocolate ice cream and fudge, which part of your brain is like, that's that's the same thing. It's not the same thing. It's two completely different things. And when you have them together like that, that's when you can appreciate that. I would say I agree with you. I'm a, I'm yes anding you. Okay. 
Except, I don't know about the cherries. So you're yes, so, handing me except. Well, I would say that with the fudge, it's the texture that sets it apart. Yeah. The same thing, if you're right. doing like cherries in a chocolate ice cream, which I agree, the chocolate overpowers the flavor of the mm-hmm. cherry, but you get that pop, that cherry yeah. texture, and that little bit of tartness from the cherry. And I yeah. think that does, it's all about texture when you're adding stuff to chocolate, I think. I think with chocolate, my my gripe about it is that it's all under the chocolate. Whereas with vanilla ice cream in a mix-in, it's all on top of the vanilla, like the flavor profile of it. Yeah. Like you get the whole cherry experience because the vanilla's not interfering with it. But when it when the cherry's in chocolate ice cream, you're getting you're exactly like it's not like that you're getting no sensation. You're getting chocolate first and then this kind of texture sensation underneath it. Yes, I fully agree. Good. No, I think buts. it's the same with like nuts. I think it's the same with um, what's another chocolate mix in well i don't know something like mint that definitely becomes like a side by side but mint i've never had mint chocolate ice cream i've only had mint chocolate chip yeah which is like a mint ice cream so then that's the vanilla thing the chocolate chips are on top of like profile wise i guess i'm thinking about like i i used to really like mint hot cocoa where Uh you get hot chocolate from like a a coffee shop and you could get a shot of mint that yeah. that like you're getting both yeah. flavors side by side, but well, I agree with you. Most things are not strong enough to hold up like that with so chocolate. That made me think. Of, I'm going to talk about a not vegan food, um, Andy's mints, because yeah. when we would go, my family would eat at the Olive Garden like every Sunday after church. <laughs> we went to church right by the original Olive Garden, the first one, the original Olive Garden in Winter Park, Florida, and it was this amazing place that was like patio dining. It was all open air, even though it was like an indoor place, like one of the walls was like a roll up. So you could have like one of the walls be completely open air and it kind of the breeze wafted through the entire like it was an amazing place. I was six years old, so it probably is not as amazing as I remember. it. (laughs) Um, But Olive Garden, I don't know if they still do it. I've been to Olive Garden in like 10, 15 years. But when they brought the check, they would bring Andy's mints. Oh, I and do was, remember that. Those chocolate mints with the layer of green in, in between them. Mm-hmm. Or was it half and half? It was chocolate, was like green, chocolate. Yeah, yeah, okay. But my problem with those was always that I ended up so chocolatey. I had chocolate on my mouth. I had chocolate in my teeth. I had chocolate on my hands. But I ate them because it was a mint. Oh, I ate them because it was a chocolate. See, I wanted the mint though. Oh. Maybe this is where all that started. And I was like, what am I doing with all this chocolate? Maybe. And then that colored my world. Just an early food trauma. Yeah. I wouldn't call it trauma. It was still tasty. Yeah. It was messy, though. I don't like being messy. I would say, yeah, an outdoor dining experience in Florida, you don't put like a a chocolate candy down. That thing is half melted before you get it unwrapped. Yeah. Dave. What? I am delighted to eat this ice cream all day, every day for the rest of our lives. Okay. Would you like to give it an official rating? Well, what are we going to give it here? Um, out of 10 cups of pudding, what will you give fish food? Why are we even doing this? I, yeah, it's you know it's a, it's a 10. It's a 10. It's a 10. What about you? It's a 10. I'm saying... Like, why are we even doing this dance? A perfect score. It's a perfect score. Wow, wow, wow. It's super good. 
Should we call this episode a perfect 10? No. No? Then who's going to listen? They already get the information they're looking for. From the title. I'm joking. Nobody wants that information. <laughs> they don't care what we Nobody think. Nobody cares what we think about that. Are you sure? We're just over here smelling our own farts. Well, thank you all for listening. <laughs> <laughs> if you're enjoying... <laughs> If you're enjoying the show, take a second to rate, review, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps us out, and we just love reading those five-star reviews. We might and, even read yours on the pod. And and for each five-star review, we'll donate $1 to a charity. We're going to change the charity every month. And okay. this month, the charity is? Full Circle Farm Sanctuary here in Atlanta. That's right. Or I so, guess Georgia. Yeah. I, I think it's out of town a little bit. So leave those five-star reviews. You'll be helping the world. You'll be helping us. And we're going to round up to the nearest $10 um, when we make the donation. So, Yes. So do that. And we'll read it on the pod. And you can follow us at Talkin' Tofu on Twitter or at Talkin' Tofu Pod on Instagram. And I am at Glue and Glitter on all social media. I'm Line Leader on Twitter and Instagram. And we'd love to hear from you. If you have a suggestion for a food we should try or thoughts about an episode or you just want to say hello, write to us at TalkinTofuPod at gmail.com. That's talking without the G. The G is in Gmail. Mm-hmm. Don't take the G out of Gmail. This is Mail.com. Mail.com is a thing. I know, but we don't have it. No, do not have it. Talking Tofu is a production of Caddington Inc. Our music is by Delicate Beats. Bye-bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.